What's up, Coach Jay here from the Empire Boxing Podcast. Reminder that the takeover is coming up November 12th. It is a live only in-person show. There will be no pay-per-view. So that means you got to get your tickets now and show up to cheer on the Canadian athletes performing in this fight. Don't miss the takeover. An Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. Welcome back to the Empire Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and tonight we have River Tucker in the house. And she's going to be making her pro debut on our upcoming event, The Takeover, November 12th. River, we're super stoked to have you in. And I'm just going to pump your tires here for a second. River is the Western uh, Western Canadian champion. She's a two-time Canadian national champ, founder of the Functional Fitness East Van group, right? And then she's a coach at Quinnet Boxing Club and founder of Queer Camp Boxing Vancouver. Welcome. What don't you do? <laughs> I'm not the national champs. It's bronze. It's bronze. two times bronze. <laughs> hey, she's on the podium. That's the, what matters. The tire goes... <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, but the fact that you, you, you know, have all these boxing accomplishments, like you're a name that I've been hearing since I entered boxing in, in Vancouver, maybe 2017, 18, something like that. Uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing you compete. I believe it was the last time, uh, was I'm sure you've competed since then, but I think I saw you at the Vancouver Vancouver Club. Is that correct? Yeah. So that was what 2019, 2020? 20 no 2018. 2018. Yeah, because I I think I I remember. Um, yeah, I think I remember. It was a it was a classy. Everyone was wearing dresses, black tie. It was a really sweet event. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So I've even had the pleasure of watching you compete, and um, you know you've got grit and and real real talent and tenacity. So we are super excited for your pro debut. No. Was going pro something you always wanted to do, or is this kind of like a, a late dawn on moment? Um, well, I've been thinking about it for a few years now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the original plan was to go pro the summer of 2020, and it, right. that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it has been in the making, so I'm very excited that it's happening now. Amazing. Now, tell us a little bit about your amateur experience. You've had how many fights? Um, just under 60, so like... 58 plus three in Germany that I actually never counted. So yeah, just right. like six, around Those 60. cheeky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pads the record with the cheeky underground German ones. Nice. Okay, cool. And what, what, what year did you start boxing? How did that begin in your life? Um, I entered uh, boxing, like a boxing program at the university in Berlin. Okay. And I, that was like 2006 maybe. Okay. And, um, yeah, there was this like old school boxing coach who was like, "Hey kid, you want to fight? You look really good." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll I'll come a little bit more." And then we talk about fighting. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with the intensity, and I just, yeah, it was just very nonchalant. I was just like, "Oh, boxing, there you are. I love you." The end. Right. Like, was yeah. that from moment one? Like yeah. first time yeah. in the gym, you're like, "Oh, there's something here." Yeah, yeah. And um, I had also signed up for inline hockey, and then it just kind of like. I was just came back if, to boxing fizzled, and boxing. boxing was yeah, there. Yeah. Amazing. What about boxing drew you in right away, do you think? Um, I think the intensity. Like, just that you have to use your whole body. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just, I just loved it. Right. And then, I, like, how, how far from the, kind of that point where their coach was like, hey, hey kid, do you want to <laughs> fight? How long was it till your first match? Um, probably less than a year. And it wasn't with him, actually, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I yeah I went to the university championship something in Germany and um, had my first fight and 
also sort of without a coach, so, which right. then became like, Rogue. We, yeah. yeah, which became um, with like a stand-in coach. But yeah, our coach was gone actually in Canada at the time. So uh, kind of all odd. And yeah, it became like a theme in my boxing career. It's like, I want to fight and I'm just going to go even though I don't have a coach with me. So yeah. yeah, is, yeah. Is this, so it's kind of like, it's a little bit fearless. <laughs> Would you consider yourself to be a pretty bold, fearless individual? Um, yeah, looking back, I'm like, whoa, that was, wow. You're surprising I know, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know whether I should yeah. have done that. I'm yeah. kind of a badass, I guess. All right. <laughs> and when, when you had your first match, if you can remember kind of the, the feelings you had, did it sort of solidify that? Oh, like, okay, I love this and I want to do more of this. Or were you like, oh man, that was like, more or less kind of intense than I thought it was going to be or what was your first experience like? I know I remember my first fight sometimes I tell my boxing students and I'm like I was just bouncing the entire time yeah so whenever I see newbies and they're they create that rhythm I'm like you don't need that rhythm like you you will create a rhythm but you don't need to like bounce 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 yes. bounce 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 yes <laughs> not only is it super energy draining but it also doesn't allow you to plant and have kind of any mm. sort of power balance yeah but it's true the newbies like and I think that's because there's a message that's sent to people when they enter boxing it's like stay on your toes mm. but that's taken very much out of context and you do yeah. get and then you get this nervous energy translating yeah. through that on my toes and yeah next thing you know it looks like it's boxing on a trampoline or something yeah. like that people right? rocking back and forth yes. up and down yeah, yes. yeah. I was like very much like yeah. for like three three minutes at that time women were still or again doing three three minute rounds right. and I was like oh that's not bad yeah no but it was yeah it was all right and then <laughs> after that first one you're like oh, this is it I want to do this yeah yeah um but I was very invested in journalism at the time so I was like, right. in journalism school in Berlin and I had to make a decision and I chose at that time journalism right? <laughs> um, because journalism is very similar, it, not physical, but it's just very like all or nothing. Um, so yeah, at one point I think like I had three fights and one of the fights, like my fourth fight, I had to cancel because I was like in school 120% yeah. and I was training like 110% and I was like, it's too much. Right something's got to go. So right. at that time it was boxing, but now did you, were you able to kind of pull yourself out of like a burnout phase or did you actually hit kind of a burnout at that time? No, no burnout at the time. That so was you were pretty way aware. later. Yeah. You, okay. <laughs> so you've been through that because that's, um, I mean, when you're balancing, I, I feel like, a, you know, the, the amateur phase is funny. Like we think about pro as sort of the next level, but amateur boxing, like there's so much volume involved in that. Like yeah. pro, you know, you're, you're fighting every, what, like a few months, you know, or, or more. And in amateur, like you gotta be ready to fight like every, every weekend. Yeah. So that like, I, I think the burnout rate in amateur, I'm surprised. I think it's like, you gotta get into it young. Cause I'm surprised it's not really higher it is, or it's just not really spoken about with these young athletes. Yeah. I often actually tell my teammates on like the high performance team when they're like hitting the bag after a two hour workout. And I'm like, yeah, it's done, but I want to do really well at the next competition. I'm like, yes, and you will, but you know, you gotta now is rest time mm -hmm. and uh, I gotta adjust these. Well, they're sliding. <gasps> yeah, we were just talking about before the show. We we're talking about we have like little heads over here. So I'm like, I'm like, the hat is sort of a cheat code, right? Because I, I think last week too was sliding. I'm like, my hair is everywhere. Yeah. Anyways, so so you're entering like you know you're entering this next this next chapter of your boxing career. You're going pro, and then you're also coaching at the same time. Mm. So you have all this amateur knowledge and experience throughout your amateur career to kind of you know give to these young athletes. Do you love coaching? Like, does that really like, you know, fulfill you as well? I do love coaching. I have always prioritized like my own fighting career. Like I never extended like 
the amount of classes I'm teaching. Like I always kept it, mm -hmm. you know, like with queer, queer box camp, I you kept it as like, everything. yeah, like you can only do so much, right? Same with mm -hmm. journalism school, something had to go. So I've always prioritized instead of growing the business. Um, I, yeah, on my own club, I, I, I just invested in myself and mm -hmm. I kept it at three classes and you know, Vancouver's not a giant city and like, queer community is not giant either. So I was like, nah, three is good, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm teaching at Quinnet, which is awesome, early in the morning, 7 a.m. So. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> hey, shout out. Uh, shout out to Quinnet Boxing Club as well, because, uh, you know, I think I was in Los Angeles when I saw John kind of open his space and I've had the pl pleasure of going there and sparring a couple of times and, and hanging out and seeing what they're doing. And it's just what you guys are doing over there. It's just amazing. It's definitely sort of the premier boxing club, I think, in, in Vancouver at the time. And and watching the growth of that, especially even just like the, more of the world start to see what, what, what Quinnett's doing and what you all are doing over there is just really powerful. And I think it's doing such good things for the boxing community in Vancouver and in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's like such a well-organized, well-structured and like so much boxing IQ at Quinnett or like so many coaches and also just the structure and like what we get on the high performance team, like the strength and conditioning, nutrition, like so, uh, yeah. sports psychologists, like yeah. seminars and stuff. It's like, usually, it's like a microcosmos of what usually people get on the national team yes and i'm um, sometimes with like younger boxes i'm like not younger but like less experienced mm -hmm. boxes i'm like eh, i hope you know how special this is you probably don't mm -hmm. but you know it's um because that's where we run into trouble like when you said overtraining or like burning out right because we train too much we don't rest enough um we don't have the guidance we like mm -hmm. for example i once like had strength and conditioning training on the side but it wasn't coordinated with my boxing coach and mm. um, so i like did strength and conditioning as i was just like lifting mm -hmm. and then i was running just as if you know, I was yeah. running and then I was boxing and just as I was boxing and then it added up to these like 300%, mm -hmm. um, which I think was like in 2015, 2016. And um, it kind of stuck with me for a long time. Like I, I, I was like, after a while, like 2018, I kept getting sick. Like, oh, I have a competition. Right. I'm going to go back. And then I did, but then I got sick and I couldn't like, like run through that season again. Right. And um, yeah, so like, I really, really appreciate like, like how Quinnett Boxing is run and structured yes. and like um yeah it's it's just kind of awesome yeah I think it's cool we, we had the privilege of having um Tarek on not long ago and he was talking about the components of the high performance team and we, we were kind of just you know shooting the shit about the idea that having all those things as part of your as, of an athlete's program you need your SNC you know um like so you need your strength work but you need different phases of of camp to be executed and, and expressed through the strength work and you need your conditioning again different phases of it uh you need your technical work you know and then you need your your sparring and different intensities at different phases mm -hmm. and but kind of trying to do that without sort of a, a formula or a system and it just ends up being scrambled eggs and and yeah. and it, it will it will crush an yeah. athlete's ability to to peak have a successful camp weight cut and continue to perform well throughout their season so it is really really important and I, I love where boxing is going with that now shifting into a place where there's we do have all these people with different skill sets and knowledge you know working together as a community to create the best experience for athletes longevity through their careers well right? because that's the thing right you can do it for a season you can probably do it for a second season but the question is do you want to stay in it longer mm -hmm. like the pandemic to be honest like it really like gave me so much fire because my body actually needed some rest yeah like because how much how much rest do we take especially like, when the opportunity is there not uh, to right so a month is like forever like three yeah. months is like 
three uh, forever times three you know like and that's sometimes our body just needs to not train like twice a day or even every day just one you know like it's just it's just how um it's just how it goes like the way I think about you know aging and I heard you in other podcasts talk about like oh like now athletes can like train longer and like the Olympics Mm -hmm. have like athletes like into their 40s right and but it's only if it's a well-managed program and now you know now we know but it's also the accumulation of stress right so um the accumulation of stress like how many years have you been competing how many fights are that like Mm -hmm. I had years where I had 16 fights each year uh but abroad or or like back east so I had so much traveling and I would come back and then I'd be like yeah and now I'm gonna go and teach again because I took time off being away for competition and it just adds up right it's really hard so maybe you can kind of speak to this because it is really hard to balance and this is something I've struggled with too personally is a is competitive training and competitive you know competitive season and being in the coaching world Mm. like if you're even just like a simple thing like I'm you know moving around weight plates and racking and unracking putting away barbells and cleaning and (laughs) spending that like intense intense one-on-one time that just really does quite drain you a bit never mind holding pads and all that stuff and then trying to put in you know two hours a day of training of, of your own it's like how do you manage that for yourself yeah, I mean, I love it because I feel like I'm just like breathing boxing. Right. You know, I don't have to be at an office and then train before You're in the I go. Deep end all day. Yeah. yeah, it's kind. Of, you know, it's kind of nice. So I don't go train before my office job, and then I have to train again. I like. I kind of feel that would be like a lot mm. but you're right it's a lot like I had times where I'm like oh I won't hold, be holding pads right now I have a little bit of an injury mm. like years ago you know like um yeah it's a lot like physically and also mentally because um even though all the talking like you know yeah. cortisol goes up it's yeah, draining and absolutely. then I'm like uh, I remember doing um classes for Kat at Quinn and I was like four classes in a row and I was like <laughs> toasted after absolutely <laughs> toasted. toasted yeah I think especially if you know if you're a really engaged yeah. and, and, and energetic individual yeah. like you go full send yeah. like I don't know how to do it if I'm not going full send and then you know I remember that back in the days teaching classes too I'm like well at one class I'm toasted too I'm toasted toasted you know like there you, you definitely you realize that there is an impact of those things even though it's not what you classify as training so but it was that by design like were you like hey I just want to like make my life <laughs> Like exactly what I want to make it and be around the things that I love all the time. Was that intentional or did you fall into it? Um, I mean, it was my partner who had the idea for a queer box camp because mm-hmm. I was kind of transition, uh, transitioning. I had moved from Germany to Canada. I was born here, but, you know, I was like completely raised in Canada and uh, Germany. So I was like, oh, I'm this like weird Canadian with a passport who doesn't know anything about Canada. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, I moved here and um, at one point my partner had the idea and I was like, oh, yeah, cool idea. Because now when media asked me, they were like, oh, what's the need? Like, how did you come up with it and give people a home? And I'm like, you know, I, I didn't see a need. But then I saw people come and I heard their stories, right? right. So stories of, um, and I actually started as fitness boxing in the park, just like, I'll do this for the summer, awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a bit of cash, that's it. Yeah. And then um, I was approached by people who were like, oh, I always wanted to get into boxing, but as like a butch woman, as like a non-binary person, it was mm-hmm. a little, 10 years ago, so we didn't talk as much about non-binary, but, you know, like gender non-conforming, broadly speaking, yeah. right? I didn't want to go into a, like a boxing club, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of boxing clubs where I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. 
Well, sure. if, I think boxing clubs can be really intimidating yeah. on multiple levels for many people. And I think the fitness boxing part of it has changed it a lot, actually, mm. that people make it into businesses more than the we're vol- volunteering our time and this is my house and my rules and, mm. you know, like kind of old school vibes, mm-hmm. like old school vibes in like, you know, the macho kind of way. There's, For sure. There's good old school vibes, but, you For know. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, it just grew out of what people wanted. And I was like, oh, people keep coming. Let's, I guess move somewhere indoors because the summer's over yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Short that was like over here on el- west coast canada that was like 11 11 12 years ago yeah 12, right yeah so it's been it's been growing and growing since then mm-hmm. what's what's next for that I, I mean, for now, I will just keep it that way because I'm yeah. still so invested in, in fighting. Yeah, like, and I, I mean, you're, you're, yeah. You're, you're entering a new chapter yourself. And to see Quinnett grow and like what John and Rebecca are putting into it and Adrian putting into it, I'm like, that's why I was always so clear about I'm doing my three classes because that's what you got to do. Or I don't know, yeah. what, you know, Peggy from Salmon Arms, mm-hmm. she was talking about um, being pro and then she was like, yeah, and then I stopped it because I had this opportunity to get this bigger space and mm-hmm. grow my gym. Mm-hmm. Bam, that was it. Yeah. And so that's exactly, I was like, yeah, that's very validating because that's how I've always felt. I'm yeah. like, I keep it small. It's good, right? Yes. Like, don't overspend and then yeah. I can fight. That's cool because it, it just seems like you're so clear with what works for you and what doesn't mm-hmm. and, and, you know, creating those boundaries. But I'm guessing that that was also a trial and error as it can be in life, right? You, you yeah. know, you kind of go through it, you realize you've overcommitted, you've taken on too much and then think the balls start dropping and you're like, oh my God. And then you burn out or you get sick or a season yeah. doesn't turn into what you really wanted it yeah. or hoped it to be. And then you recalibrate yeah. and you kind of start from scratch and you go, okay, well, what, what has to come off my plate? Yeah. Right. So what, so going to this next chapter of, you know, making your pro debut, like yeah. how excited are you? I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and what kind of statement or like, are, are you wanting to make out there? Just like, I just want to like, because I fought so much outside of BC. So I'm just like, I'm just going to own it. I'm going to show you all. And I'm I just. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. Because I always felt a little bit sad about it. Like I felt I, I, I did what I wanted to. Like, you know, I, you know, I went to like ringside world championship. I went to like beautiful brawlers, the all female card in California many times. And. But it was always, I was like, oh, I can show you the video of my fight, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I, I felt like I was a bit too separate from, like, what's going on here. Mm. Like, while other people were, like, competing at home and stuff like that. But, yeah, now I'm, like, I'm so excited to be on the card. Like, I'm so excited awesome. that I don't have to go somewhere else to do my, yeah. to have my first pro fight. So, yeah, I'm just really excited. Wicked. <laughs> now, what was some of the major differences that you experienced kind of being, um, like, fighting in Germany to Canada? I mean, I only had three fights in Germany, mm. three fights in Germany, but I did definitely change my entire style. Hmm. Like, it, because it's a more square, you know, that European, it was the old scoring system too, right? The tap, tap, tap on the head and no body yeah. shots and stuff like that. The Europeans are now changing as well. Um, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it was very different, very different. Right. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about working with John Quinnett. How has that evolved <laughs> your, your boxing game? Oh, uh, it's like, I've been growing so much. It's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him around. I mm. even remember going to spar. Um, you remember Jamie used to have the um, yeah, yeah, female sparring? Yeah. 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 And for a long time, actually, people don't remember it or don't give her credit for it. Like, yeah. I'm like, we have been, ha- we've been having things going on for a long time. Yes. And Jamie was a big part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out Jamie Warren. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, I remember him like... I was sparring without a coach, and uh, <laughs> and I remember um, him him giving me tips, and so 
I knew of him when I we had met and everything and um and yeah, I mean he only opened Quinnet like three no, almost almost, almost think, three yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. So um and I'm so glad he did. Yeah. yeah. And I went to Nationals, my last Nationals was with his brother. Um I actually recently saw, uh, found like a little memory. I'm like, "Oh my god, the world I is so that. small Things full like circle." Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, and then I actually, uh, I kept getting, like, Instagram ads. <laughs> uh, that's how our yes. life is. And yes. um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, not right now. And then when I was ready with the pandemic to be like, okay. Because I, I was very intentional during the pandemic. I was very intentional. I was like, my body also needs rest. Mm-hmm. I just need to, How do like, I use this time How do me? I, exactly. I was like, it won't look, it won't look like, oh, I'm this intense blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, still doing all these things. Yeah. But I was like... I got to be smart about this. Like, I got to take this as an opportunity. Right. And I, like, stopped weighing myself and all those things. Because it all adds up. It's all, like, it's all like stress, 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 yeah. right? And just to, or not even stress, but just to, like, detach a little bit from the routine. Because I was, like, even if I don't know it, like, I need to give my body, like, a bit of a chill. Like, I just get, like, just chill, you know? Mm. And I was, like, what are all the things that could contribute? So when I was ready, I was, like, reaching out and... um um, yeah, I even went to an assessment, you know, mm. they have the tier system mm-hmm. and he was laughing and he's like, you don't need to be assessed. It's okay. Yeah. And then other people were like looking like, why does she not have to be assessed? And right. he's like, oh, she has more fights than I have. So, huh? yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we just clicked right away. And um, yeah, it was, yeah, it's just, it's, he's just a really good coach. Yeah. And, and the whole team, like it's, it's good to have like a good coach, mm-hmm. um, but it's also really nice to have like that like awesome team feeling mm-hmm. and like family feeling and yeah. like um, just yeah, it's just it's just really cool. Well, I think I think with that kind of environment, it really flows top down, doesn't it? Yeah, you know the the precedent yeah. is set of you know how people feel when they come in the gym. Yeah, what are our standards? You know, what is sort of the the vision? You know, how are people respected? What's the what's the community like? And it really flows from the top down, so it speaks a lot to kind of the the value system that they have. And yes. you can see it when you go. Every time I've gone, I've been like mega impressed. Yeah, uh, for sure. Now. Talk to us about your your opponent. Have you what kind of what kind of style do you you approach when you're going into a camp? Are you, do you study? Does John study? Do you guys communicate that? Or you just do what John says and put your head down and work? What what kind of approach do you take? Because I've I've heard many. <laughs> um, I have gone towards the I just gonna do what he says. Right. <laughs> but that's I think a long journey for some people in boxing. Right. Because you're on their Instagram account, you're scrolling, <laughs> you've already made your mind up about what they're like before you've even got in the ring with them um yeah no I haven't done any of that yeah Excellent. yeah yeah but I I used to also probably because I had you know not as coaches that weren't as present could do like a whole psychology seminar on that yeah. <laughs> um yeah so I've done like a lot by myself right I were like I'm studying I'm going like I'm like beautiful brawlers I'm like messaging them and they're like oh okay cool you really seem to want to fight so we'll give you a fight like who are you and now we're yeah. super close but yeah anyway um yeah now I'm just like yeah if John says we score six rounds I score six rounds and if he says oh we gotta take it easy today then I take it easy like you know I'm yeah uh I'm gone out of the I have to control everything mm. and think about everything which is quite beautiful actually okay I was just gonna ask you is that a challenge or are you embracing it um I mean I've I think I've developed towards it so right. it's not a challenge anymore but generally yeah it used to be a challenge and yeah. it also speaks a little bit to trust 
right? Yeah. It's like if you didn't have that relationship or that trust in John too, you'd probably be clinging on to the last grains of sand, like trying to hold on to the bit of that control. And now you can just relax and be the athlete. You don't have to be the coach and the athlete. Correct. It's an interesting, you know, path is that, you know, we've run, I believe, um, you know, we were talking to Javon, uh, who was Benit's opponent in our last fight. You know, he was doing the, the athlete coach, you know, combo. And that's, that's a hard line to walk. That's a hard line to walk. I think at a certain point, you want to relinquish that into a team, right? And you want to relinquish that control into a coach and in your corner or the people that are around you that support you. Because it's, really it's really hard to do those two roles very well because being an athlete is 110%. Yeah. So if you've already spent 110, like it's quite hard to fill that with a coaching role, which is also, yeah. you know, 110 percent. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, now if, if not boxing, what would it have been for you? Journalism? Um, Do you ever think about it? Do you ever pine? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I always loved it. You know, yeah. when you're like my first love, like mm -hmm. I was 16, like reporting for a local paper. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's weird to be like, oh, I changed, I didn't change my mind, I changed course, you know, mm -hmm. like I just had to make a decision in Canada, do I, in, do I invest in building up again? Because, you know, I was reporting a little bit for um, like freelancing for German media and then mm -hmm. I would be like up until like, you know, you think you're like, oh, I send it to you in the morning, it's like my midnight and then I was like, oh, it's okay and then you're like, oh, a few questions and then I go to bed at 2.30 mm -hmm. and, you know, and the stories in the end are not, super interesting because you're the foreign correspondent. So it has like a German spin. And I'm right. like, what's the German spin now going to Stanley Park? It's like, oh, Bart right. was. Bart was at Stanley Park, you know? like, And <laughs> so I was like, okay, am I going to transition into English-speaking media in Canada, right. which is an investment again, you know? Uh, and school here is like crazy expensive. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> yeah, it Canada, is. it is. Yeah. Just because the U.S. is worse, Canada, you're also pretty bad. <laughs> it's getting... just we're trying to one-up them, you know? Yeah, Canada is pretty bad. But anyway, um, otherwise, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. If I could make That's a few right. suggestions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but um, what did I want to say? Yeah, journalism. Yeah, sometimes it's like a little like, mm. Yeah. Um, but it feels good because I, I mean, it wasn't like one hard decision of like, I'm mapping out my career as a boxer. It's mm -hmm. a, you know, it kind of went that way. And I was like, no, I want to give it like a hundred percent. And, you know, there were um, some other like personal challenges after I moved here. And so I was like, oh, it works way better um, not being in an office, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just like focusing on boxing. And, you know, sometimes the second love is where it's at, you know, yeah. it's like... Yeah. So do you write creatively uh, as sort of um, like, do you use it as like a, a stress tool or anything in your personal life? No. No. <laughs> Interesting. What kind of, what kind of like releases do you have that aren't, aren't boxing? I actually did more like um, radio and cool. uh, video. Yeah. 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 All so, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, cause you actually like, you're smashing it. You're really natural. <laughs> you were nervous on the microphone. Nothing. I always wanted to be a host. So <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. But then I didn't. So. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we launch a spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want your job. Yeah, you can have it. It's okay. All right. I'm going to launch my own podcast. It's called Jana Speaks About Things She Doesn't Like. <laughs> I can't tell you what I like, but I can tell you what I don't like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, now, okay, this is kind of a fun question. If Okay, so this is going to be your matchmaker debut. Mm -hmm. Okay, you are... Golden Boy Promotions, whatever, name yeah. one. 
What would be your fantasy match? Oh, my fantasy Two match? boxers from any span in time, history. Who would you match up? Who would you want to oh, sit? Oh, I'm the matchmaker? For? You're the matchmaker. Oh, okay. Um, okay, let me have a drink. Yeah, she can have a think. Have a little sip. It could be anyone in, in history or present. Oh, okay. One would be Lucia Rica. Okay. But <laughs> Versus? So, so now I have to find uh, the same weight class. You can't no. do... Oh. Screw oh. it. Oh, screw this it. Is, it's just this fantasy. This is fantasy. Oh. <laughs> I'm German, right? I'm always just like... Yeah, down what are to the earth. rules? <laughs> yeah, down to earth, very little. Nah, screw the rules. Oh, no, screw the rules. Shit. Uh, fantasy. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Okay, so Lucia Rika, we got one. Okay. And? Um, oh, okay, no weight class, right? Mm -mm. No, no, no rules. Get out of the box. No rules. We're Get out. out of the box. Out. John always says, be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Uh, <laughs> Is that why he wears slides? And socks when he coaches? Is this part of John Quinn's I have slides now. <laughs> are you wearing slides and socks now too? I'm, all, I'm wearing slides now for the first time in my athletic life. But they are the, John you know, Quinnett. the, the uh, rip, rip and dip slides. Oh, sick. Yeah. Statement. I should have You should have worn them. They're not, they're not UFOs? Oh, man. Okay, so wait, we're going back to this question, but I got to tangent for a second. So did you watch the, um, what was I it? Did. Alicia... Alicia, um, okay. Yeah. So we're watching the stream and there's this ad and th this company called U Ufos. 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 Yeah. O O F O S. Okay. So let's Brill brilliantly named. Let's paint the picture. Oof. Uh, it's like the most hideous combination. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The most hideous combination of like the croc. Oh, yeah. she's 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 doing she an ad for it. On, yeah. How do they have the budget to put her? On the roster. Like, she does this whole commercial. She's in an ice bath. She's submerging. And then she has her... <laughs> I oofos. saw her too. I'm like, these are the most fucked she up shoes. She was so comfortable, I'd... though. She was so comfortable. Was so comfortable she? for her recovery. Yeah. For Alicia Brown. For her nurse recovery. I don't know. These were, like... These were bad. Like, it, like are, they, are people buy these? I've never heard one. Well, now they are. The You're talking about them. I know. This is They're the impact. Like, boom, boom, boom. We, better, yeah. we better get paid by UFOs. I don't know. They're gonna like, I'm going to get some hate mail or something. One of these days, someone's going to get at Okay, me. but back to women's boxing, because maybe it's not that expensive for them. Maybe maybe it's not, which yeah. is UFOs. What was it? It's like an UGG croc kind I, of sandal. It was horrible. I was watching on my phone, but I was wondering the same thing. Did, did it cross your mind? You're like, what is this shoe? I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, it's going to be ridiculous. It was awful. Yeah. It was the worst. I'm like, I'm all for comfort, but you won't get it to me dead. <laughs> it was like that. I don't know. Yeah. It was like memory foam, like pooped out the shoe and it was just like, like debris. <laughs> it was awful. Anyway, so back to, okay. So we got, Oh, let's see how right Versus, Anybody. Anybody. Then maybe Clarissa Shields. Ooh. I really like Clarissa Shields. I've w been watching her since her first 2012 Olympics. Mm -hmm. And I love how she always leaves everything in the ring. Like, I remember 2012, um, the flyweight uh, who won, won't you name shame her. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, I got this. You know, like... You could tell, you yeah. know, I'm like, this is like a gold medal match. Excuse me. Yeah. And then closer Shields was like, I'm fucking winning yeah. this. Like, I'm not leaving it to anybody. I mean, you know, it's not a KO, so she's leaving it to the judges. But still, yeah. like, you know, it's just that thing. And then I, I yeah, I, I just know that from like fighting in the States. I'm like, how is that a split loss? You know, like it yeah. just happens so much. But yeah. you're like, you just got to go. You just got to go. You just got to go. Tenacity has to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would be, like, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be your, you'd sit ringside to it. Um, now, if you could fight anyone, 
Who would it be? Who would it be? Come my, a little closer weight, to your mic as my well. My weight yeah. class? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's play with this. So yes, we'll go, let's go yes for one, no for another. <laughs> Whoa. Like one with rules, one without one, rules? One to be free <laughs> and one to have rules. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll go with like rules first. Okay. Uh, I had that one. I had that one pegged. <laughs> She's like, no, rules. actually it's harder. Uh, it? So yeah, let's be okay. free. Okay. <laughs> let's be free. If I could fight anybody just to be like, cause I'm like, wow, I really want to, that would be an awesome fight. Yeah. Right now or like from whenever. Whenever. I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, no, not Michaela Mayer. It's like so much taller. Hey, <laughs> screw it. I mean, maybe you set her down. Who knows? I mean, maybe now because she had to take a loss. What about Katie Taylor? This is what I'm thinking oh, for Katie you. Oh, Katie Taylor. I mean, not to steal the thunder, but I was like, Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor. Um, I, it will be interesting to see her come back. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> She's exciting. She's, She's ex- And, and talk about exciting. tenacious too. Like Those last 10 seconds. Wow. Wow. And I mean, Amanda Serrano is formidable. She, yeah. that, that, that fight was incredible. It was. That fight but was she did like, incredible. I think Amanda Serrano let her off the hook. You think? A little bit. I think, I don't know whether she was managing her energy. Like, I don't know what the reason is. But there were a couple moments she where she didn't like, push. Like, yeah. you, you almost knocked somebody out. Yeah. Like, you rocked somebody. And you could tell she was, her bell was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And she needed, I think, three rounds mm-hmm. to like, ooh, I'm yeah. back now. Yeah. And I feel like Amanda was not pushing the pace the after those three rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's Katie Taylor. She's exciting, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That I think would that'd be, be a sm- smoking fight. Yeah. Uh, we are so excited to have you on the card. And we're creeping down to the last few weeks of your camp. So what's kind of the, you know, the one piece of of sort of mantra you're kind of sending yourself as you head to this sort of, you know, this finish line right now. Be free. Be <laughs> well, free. free. <laughs> Where, oofos, oof. Be free. Nice. It's on the board, you know, they, at Quinnet, every, everybody has a board. I'm gonna go Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, everybody has like one thing they're good at and one thing they, sh- they need to work on. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. It's on the board, yeah. That's so cool. Okay, yeah. be free. I like be this. Free. I like this. Uh, River, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. We appreciate your time. You're fantastic. I love your energy inside and outside of the ring. And we're, we're just really pumped to have you. And uh, making your pro debut with us, that means a lot. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks for watching this episode of the Empire Boxing Podcast. Subscribe. If you haven't, just do it. Oofos. Make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Empire Boxing on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube.